Welcome to Black Kid Thoughts, the only podcast designed with you in mind. Here I have two special guests. They are both in the same organization as the kid. Um, please introduce yourselves, fellas, to the audience. Let them know what's up. Okay. So first, my name is Elijah Smith. Okay. I do have a podcast. Thank you, Johnny. Yeah. Bring me back on the podcast once again. No problem. You know, Elijah gonna bring that substance, man. He gonna bring that substance, Virgo power for real, for real. Yeah, and then, last but not least, we have Trail Forte, aka Minister Mark. There we the go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I, I give you a round of applause for that, my guy. Appreciate you on that, my guy. Yes, I am Trail Forte every day. Um, you know, and the CEO on the lead legacy with these yes. fine, wonderful, established. Uh, business with these fine, wonderful fellas on here, you know, um, yeah. looking to thrive, grow, to do things bigger and better, farther beyond what we can think or imagine. We are on the path to greatness, and I definitely want to say on this podcast to you two gentlemen, uh, y'all keep pushing, y'all keep doing wonderful things. I see y'all continuously growing, and uh, I'm definitely excited to see what happens from here on, you know. Thank you so much, Thank you so much. That means a lot. Uh, we both need that merch on the way, guys. Merch is on the hey, way. Johnny, Please. Johnny, hold on, bro. Yes. I'll be back. Anyway, Trill. Yes, so, sir. While Elijah's away briefly, could you please, for the audience, tell them, um, about the organization one more time. I had some people that want to know more about the organization and what it stands for. So could you please give them a 411 on the organization? Oh, and, man. Um, <laughs> they also, they also want to know, um, do they only, you know what I'm saying, what all can they be in the organization? I know some people, they want to be, you know, singers. Some want to be artists. Some want to be, you know, videographers. So could you please expand a little bit? Well, Leon Legacy is um, definitely um, a platform that I see no limits to. Currently, we are known as a record label, but not limited to being a record label. We can do above and far beyond what we can imagine, and we're looking on getting our hands on as much as we possibly can to help other people, you know, if there's ways that we can help create opportunities for people, that's one of the biggest things I would love to do, you know, uh, me personally, um, definitely want to use this platform leading legacy as something to be able to reach out to the community and strive better things. You know, um, I've been really thinking about it a lot lately about going to, organization schools to speak um it's definitely been something growing in my mind to do so i wanted to use leading legacy um as that platform to be able to reach out to the communities and see you know how i can help how leading legacy can help what we can do in the community and other communities because we're you know we're here Houston, but we plan on expanding. We plan on hitting hitting states, other states other than Texas, you know, 
we're definitely looking forward to expanding. So to answer everyone's question as far as what we're looking for, all I can say is if you're really, really, really interested, and I mean seriously interested, you can hit me up. Hit me up. You can hit me up personally. I'm on IG. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. You can find me at Trill Forte, at Trill Forte, T-R-E-A-L-F-O-R-T-E. If you got any questions, any specific talents, any specific gifts, um, we're definitely interested in helping. Um, in whatever way we can possibly help, we're definitely looking forward. And if y'all are interested in the and joining the organization and joining the movement because we're looking to do some great things. I'm actually looking for putting a team together for doing the speaking engagements and different things of that nature. I got some things in mind, so I need a team to be put together, team for uh, uh, management ideas, videography, uh, photography, uh, you know, all these different things, you know, planning. I need a team of thinkers. I need a team that's active on social media. I need a team that is willing to put in the work and put in the effort. And so uh, I'm not, I'm not looking for people one foot in and one foot out. It doesn't matter if it's me personally with the journey I'm trying to take with lead legacy or leading legacy itself in the organization. You're going to be one foot in and one foot out. You might as well just not hit me in the DM. Yes, guys. We want people that's all in, 100% in. Um, you know what I'm saying? We don't, you know, we're looking for true talent. We're looking for you to be yourself. This is a family. I tell everyone this. This is legit a family. We legit care for one another. It's like a brothership. Um, you know what I'm saying? If if it's a female out there that want to join, don't be intimidated because we we open, we have open arms. You know what I'm saying? Um, we just want you guys to be yourself. And please, please, if you're interested in joining, please hit him up in the DM. Or if you don't know his Instagram, hit me up. Um, I'm a photographer myself. Um, we have so many avenues of talent in, with inside the organization. Uh, and you'll fit right in. You know what I'm saying? We're very welcome. And I tell you guys all the time, when I first came in, I was kind of skeptical about joining because I had been in the group before. And uh, when I got in... It's like I was the perfect puzzle piece to, to, to finish it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't feel like it was the wrong decision. I actually felt like it was the right decision Um, after meeting everyone. And after the fact, after I was already in, you know, sometimes when, you, when you're when you in stuff, the, the spark goes away. People just don't care anymore more about you because you're in or whatever the case is. Well, actually, when I got in, they, they became closer to me. And we talked outside of the podcast. You know what I'm saying? We legit have a brothership. So I want you guys to please, please consider this organization. It's great. It's a black-owned business. Um, we, we do have a studio location if you want to go and drop some bars on the beat or whatever the case is. Very professional. And, yeah, you guys, please, please support. So now, let's get right into the topic at hand. Spirituality. So let's always open the, the open the floor with this question. What does spirituality mean to you? When a word comes up, what, what rings the bell in your head? Well, a lot of people they have their own personal meaning, but, you know, um, being the universe energies, everybody has their own meaning to it. 
spirits and all of that. But, you know, spirituality is a very, very deep subject. It's a very deep subject. Everybody has their own opinions or roots to their spirituality. Of course, as, as some may know, you know, I'm Christian. Um, I come yeah. from a Christian background. So, of sort, you know, of course, you know, a lot of people could assume my kind of spirituality. But um, it, it's a very powerful thing. If you're in tune with it, if you're in line with it, if you're going forth um, and doing the things in line with the spirit, then you can obtain so much, so much greater. You can do so much better for yourself. And, and I, I'm a personal witness here by that because I've, I've witnessed so many things that this spirituality has presented me and provided me and and, and <laughs> it's pretty much paved the path for me that's honestly why leading legacy is here absolutely absolutely um spirituality means to me the connection you have with the third being, with the third spirit. Um, I know some people practice different religions, uh, different religions. Of course, I'm considering myself Baptist, which is under the, the Christian umbrella. Um, I plan on getting baptized soon again. Um, you know, everybody says, you know, we get baptized, you get reborn. Um, do you believe that? Do you believe once you, well, you said you're Baptist, correct? Well, yes, I, I've been raised under the Baptist umbrella. Okay, cool. So do you believe that when you get when you go under this water, do you do you believe that you're reborn? Do you believe that, you know what I'm saying, your life starts over? Absolutely, one hundred percent. It does. But the fact the uh don't don't get that confused with you are are totally um you won't fall under the same temptations. You won't fall under the same things that you've been doing previously. Hmm. So by you falling under the water and coming up as a new creature doesn't mean that the same things that you have had in your life aren't still going on or you won't face those things. Hmm. We still go through those temptations. We'll still go through that pain, agony, suffering, uh, dis-ease and all these different things so definitely when we hear that a lot of times we think a new creature that now we're going to we have now we're going to be perfect now we're not going to suffer all these different you know uh, stereotypes mm -hmm. that we hear right. in Christianity right. but no that's not the case that is not the case at all guys um, actually I feel when I was reborn um, I actually face more challenges and I think you face more challenges when you're reborn it's because the devil is aware and the devil definitely will try to get in your way. Um, he sees that you're, you're, you're starting a new beginning and you know what I'm saying? He, he sends things your way and it's up to you to deal with them, how you deal with them. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have any trials and tribulations. It doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible, you know, that your life is going to be stress-free after this moment. No. It just means that you're choosing 
your your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and it means that you're accepting him as your Lord and Savior. And, um, you know, usually after you baptize, the you know, they say that whatever happens in your life, it's kind of your golden ticket to heaven. Now, of course, you can't just wall out, but they say that once you accepted Jesus and you get baptized, this is your golden ticket. Now, however you continue on from this point is up to you. But, you know what I'm saying? This is supposed to be how you get to heaven by getting baptized or, you know, Catholics do it a, a little different, but it's the same concept. You know, they do the water, the oil on your forehead and, you know, blase, blase. Um, the, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Now, the water baptism is, right. is the outer representation of you changing your life. Right. Of a new start. So this is what I want to kill. I want to kill this right now. Don't think because you do a water baptism that you're green. Hmm. Because the outside might be under the water and dipped and clean. You can clean your body. You can clean your body. That's cool. But guess what? There's some things within you that you got to start cleaning. Oh, oh, oh. There's some jealousy that you got towards somebody. There's some anger, resentment. There is something that is within you that has to get clean. The water baptism God. is a representation of you now allowing the spirit of God to come within you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a lot. Another room I want to dispel is when people say that, you know, do I don't know if people are aware, but jealousy is a sin it's a it's a sin there for in, for envy so you don't supposed to be envious of anyone you know what i'm saying um the way your life is going is how it's supposed to go um and a lot of people don't know that but they think that you know what i'm saying jealousy is something that you don't supposed to be um also you know you don't post a lot it's a lot of a lot of things that's, that you don't supposed to do of course we're human things happen um but we're going to get into that a little later. I really just wanted to get on the jealousy topic because a lot of people don't know that. Um, let's get into sins. Now, of course, we know what sins. Do you know all the sins are? majority of them are? You, well, you got a list of them? <laughs> no, I have. I just want to know, like, you know, of course, the common ones are, I'll not lie, you know, kill, steal. You know, now, as far as sinning goes, you know that we're all human and nobody was perfect on this earth but Jesus Christ. How do you feel like sinning is a choice or is it destined? Is it what we supposed, is it something that God had already planned for us to sin? Or do you feel like it's a choice to sin? That's a very interesting way of of formulating right. this question. Right. But sin is 100% a choice. It's a choice. It's okay. 100% a choice. You think it in your mind about the thing that you're about to do. You Absolutely. think it in your mind. Now, some people, they have it subconsciously or, or in their unconscious mind going on that they use of course, unconsciously, and they react, not using their conscious mind to, to logically reason 
with themselves with certain things. So, for instance, somebody makes you mad. Well, that's also an issue right there because nobody can make you do anything. A lot of times we play the blame game. But Hmm. no, you were your own being. You have your own conscious. They did not walk. Their miniature body did not go into your ear and tell your brain, hey, punch me. No, they did not make you do anything. Absolutely. They did not. 100% false. So for the people who say he made me do it, that's bullcone. That means you have no control of your life and you need help. So (laughs) that's that's a form of not having self control. I'm sorry. Okay, so let let me ask you this question: What does spirituality mean to you, and what is your religion, if you don't mind disclosing? What does spirituality mean to me? Yes. Spirituality to me means, you know, taking a journey within yourself, trying to figure out, you know, what outcome you get when you reach the other side of the journey and the path towards enlightenment. Hmm. Hmm, I like that one. I like that one. Okay. And what would you say that your your religious your religion lie? Are you cap? Are you are you a Christian? Are you you know? I was raised on Christianity, but spirituality it spoke more to me oh. than Christianity. But I don't knock Christianity. Like I think it's a, a dope religion. <laughs> so you're basically saying you're non-denominational. Like you don't claim any specific right. religion. You're just know that it's a higher being yep. than yourself. I can respect that, Trill. You know, well, me and Trill are obviously we're both under Catholic. I mean, not the Catholic, the Christianity umbrella. But um, I don't knock that. And why did you choose to? Because I want to dispel this too. A lot of um children are born into religion, and it's not specifically you know what they might might believe. For example, um, in my church. My pastor, um, Pastor August, he um, was baptizing his little boy. I think I told you the story, Elijah. He was baptizing his little boy, and um, of course they had the microphone up there with the, in the in a pool or whatever the case is. And the pastor asked the, he was the boy was nothing but like four or five years old at the most, and he asked the boy, um, "Do you know what's going on right now?" And the boy answered, "You know, a child." He answered, "Yeah, I'm about to go swimming, or I'm about to take a dive." And the past, my pastor said that he couldn't baptize him because he didn't even know why he was there. Right. Yeah, I, I remember that he was. Yeah, he just thought that he was just in a pool. He was having a good time, and it was an audience. Um, and my pastor said that he can only baptize him if he knew for a fact this is what he wanted to do. If he didn't even know who who Jesus was, you know what I'm saying? Of course, he would go to church with his mother and his parents, but he really didn't know what was going on. So do you guys think that, you know, religion is, is, is taught like, you know, taught at an early age or is persuaded or is, you know, put on kids? My opinion, I think religion is taught. I think it's taught because think about it, a child growing up and, a parent going to church, they of course they're gonna force, you know, that belief on a child. Like, mm-hmm. oh, when you grow up, you better go to church. 
So I feel like it's taught and right. forced upon. You know, like I, I okay. think it's both a little bit of both. That's a good one. That's it. Trill. Well, I'm sure no matter what religion you are, you know, um, definitely if you're in the household of Christianity, you will be following the steps of your parents. I mean, not like you have so much say-so when you're four or five, but, (laughs) you know, um, definitely, it's definitely in some way... um, I don't want to use this word, but imposed upon you to deal with those, um, uh, whatever your house is under, you know? Right. So I I definitely do believe that children, for the most part, if they're under a certain household, that they will be in some way influenced to there. Now, whether they stay is a different story. Right, right. I agree with that. Now, I have a hypothetical question for you guys. What would you do if, you let's say you raised your child or your child was brought up in a Christianity household and they grew up and told you that they don't believe in God or they're, they're now atheists? How would you deal with that? Would you try to, you know, would you try to turn them back into a Christian? With, let's say they're not even an adult yet. Let's say they're like 16 years old to where they're still under your roof. How would you deal with that? So you asked if if basically if you you know if your child if your child if you wanted your child to be a Christian or you taught them Christian values and then you know they turned sixteen or seventeen and they told you that they didn't believe in God and you know they want to practice atheism or they want to be an atheist, how would you handle that? Would you get be upset? Would you accept their 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 thoughts? Let's start with Elijah. If my child wanted to be practice atheism, right? I think I, I think I would be I... mad about that, based on the simple <laughs> fact that I told you I grew up Christian. So, my grandmother and my mother's right. my mother's beliefs on Christianity is so strong. So, mm-hmm. being as though that you know, I've been taught, I guess, or you know, witnessed. Christianity, I feel as though I can't have a kid who grows up to be an atheist because you have to believe in something. So it's like, nigga, what are you walking out here for? Like, what are you living for if you ain't got nothing to believe in? If you don't got no faith to do anything, what are you there for? Huh. So it's like, I think okay. I, I would be mad a little bit because, you know, I still acknowledge that there is a God. You know, so Oof. I just think I will be a little mad. I'll be a little frustrated, yeah. Okay. Trill? There's three things I just got to say to that. It's really simple. Mm-hmm. First off, I still love them. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Second off, I am pray for them. <laughs> Third off, as for me and my house, we will mm-hmm. serve the Lord. Yes, Ooh. sir. That scripture. Under your roof, they will serve the Lord. So if you're not serving the Lord, it's kind of self-explanatory. They got to go. So you would tell them they got to go. 
or they have they can no longer stay here. Well, I I would do the same. I would pray for them, but I I would also try to at least open their their ears or you know show them that this it is a such thing as the Lord. And even if that's them reading the Bible or them you know going to church with me, I would definitely you know try because a lot of stuff be be because they don't know it be kind of ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So sometimes you simply show them. You you know a lot of people just react out of anger and why don't you believe this instead of teaching? So- no, honestly, I do believe that in that in that sense, you know, and of course, a lot of times that comes from uh, the lack of teaching, you know, and so a lot of times we're in the household. I mean, especially in now in this generation, let's just look at it. Oh, you know, like. A lot of parents, what do they do? Hmm. They pretty much delegate their responsibilities through organizations. Hmm. Schools are raising kids now. Music is raising kids. kids. Culture is raising kids. But parents have pretty much delegated everything to other places. It's It's not being their responsibility to say hey this is right this is wrong hey let me teach you about this because this is the problem we go to church and that's it ain't no more god talk ain't no more ain't no more spiritual talk ain't no more understanding but in that sense too i mean how many of the parents really after going to church go and study the word I mean, let's just hmm. be honest about it. You go to church, you go to church, but a lot of times, and, and that's the problem. Like, I, I don't take everybody's word. Not everybody hmm. who is in, who are in in ministry have good intentions for right. you. Some people have their own personal agendas. I will be one hundred percent real with you. They have their own agendas, so the things that they teach you are not of God. Even if they dub come from the word of God, it's not of God. So be very careful of what you consume. Don't just take because it came from pastor. That's the final authority. No, the word of God is the final authority. Preach. Oh, wow. So you go and you do your own research and validate if that message from that minister, supposal preacher, pastor, reverend, whoever it is, lines up with the word of God, testing the spirit. Because that's what you need to see if they have the if, if if that message even had anywhere near the spirit of God or if that came from the flesh. Hmm. And we're gonna get into that too. Now I want to ask you guys a hypothetical question. It's gonna be a three part question, but I want you guys to really dig deep on this one. So of course you probably know the infamous you know Bible scripture um Spare the rod, spoil the child, right? Um, which means, you know, do what you have to do to discipline your child or whatever the case is. Um, now, let's go back into our ancestry to where, you know, of course, the masses would whoop slaves or, or try to instill fear in them by hanging slaves or whooping them with a whip. Um, hint the word cracker. That's crack the whip. Um, so my question to you guys is, do you believe that whooping a child is effective? Um, do you believe that um, that we whoop the child because it says it so in the Bible? 
And do you feel like whooping a child is a slave master's mentality? Let's start with Elijah. So I was just having a conversation about this with my friend the other day, right? Okay. And I honestly feel like whooping a child does nothing. Hmm. I hmm. feel like whipping a child does nothing but build resentment and hate towards their parent because, you know, they feel like it caused trauma in their life. So I, I'm not, a, I'm not, you know, I'm, I, I don't, I, 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 don't I, I, I can't really answer that question because I've been beat as a child. So, well. You know, I I had the discussion with my mother, and I said, "Are we open to the possibility that this is something that was passed on from our ancestry?" You know what I'm saying? Is it too? Is it because? Let's be honest. It instills fear into someone rather than teaching them otherwise. Like I remember, you know, I used to get whoopings for not knowing stuff, for not knowing like you don't get the answer right in this baptism, you don't get a whooping. What does that teach me? Right. That teaches me pain. That teaches that teaches me pain, but that doesn't teach that doesn't teach me arithmetic. That doesn't teach me math. So what is the point if it's not gonna teach you something better or new? Okay, Trill, what is your opinion? You're gonna have to break this question down to each piece. But anyways, um (laughs) but anyways, um I do believe in that. Um, and, and, but let me, let me, let me correct this because this is a modern day proverb that we mm-hmm. hear, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, in scripture, Proverbs 13 and 24, it says, he who spares the rod hates right. son, but he who loves him is careful to discipline him now and not all right. cases. And I want, I want, I want to underline this word discipline, not mm-hmm. all cases and disciplining has to deal with the rod. Absolutely. Just the little things. I, 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 trust me, I've seen to where people take it to a crazy amount of, uh, of you know, getting them behind the beat, you know? And, yeah. you know, I, I, I've, I've seen some people just get so frustrated. Now that's the issue. What are you really whooping your child for? You know, understanding and does is what they did so bad that it really deserved the rod. There's other forms of discipline. Hmm. So that's the thing. We do hear that a lot. And I don't disagree, but not everything deserves the rod in that sense. But it does deserve discipline. Because I, I 100% agree with this, with, you know, if you don't discipline your child, you you pretty much leaving the world to discipline your boy. You pretty much leaving the world to discipline your girl. What do you think that happens when they don't know what to do when police come and approach them? Hmm. Ready to fight the police, but because they don't know no better because you didn't teach them right. Now you leave in the discipline to the authorities rather than you should have taught them how to carry themselves. No, not every situation is worth fighting. Not the way you're thinking about fighting. 
Now that okay. situation needs, you know, fist to fist combat. People, people ready to. No, why can't you just talk it out? But anyways, anyways, yes, I do believe that there needs to be some form of discipline. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Absolutely, just not all the time. You know, just because you don't comfort your child doesn't comprehend or. Some, you know, what I'm saying some, some, and I want to, I want to make this clear. It is a distinction between whooping and abuse. It's a very, it's a very clear distinction. If you whooping your child with extension cords and and, and and tree branches and they have bruises, you might be going a little bit too much, too too extreme. Like it, it's, it's a thin line. But look, um, I got something. I got something to say to that. You, I, you said it's a thin line. I do agree with that. But how would you discipline the child? You, it's, it's, it's plenty of ways. ways for like... Um. Well, if you're gonna whoop a child, they say that you're supposed to. This is third party information. They say you're supposed to whoop a child on the behind. Um, that's how you're supposed to properly, quote unquote, whoop a child. Um. But of course, it's parents that I didn't see. I'm not going to dis- disclose their name, but people I've seen with their child with extension cords, with and punch them in the face, and I I just don't do well with abuse of children. I just don't. I just feel like it's unnecessary, especially the when they're problem, just ignorant. The problem with this discipline is because they're not disciplining with reason. They're disciplining right. with emotion. So whenever the thing happens immediately they're upset and now they're going by their emotion versus reason. The fact that your child didn't obey what you said, now you're upset and now you're going and you just pop, 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 you just going on. It, it turns to a whole thing that it didn't have to happen. But rather than you calm your nerves down, because I'm not saying emotion will never happen. You know, yes, something might happen. Your child's being disobedient. You care about that. So it's going to definitely mess with your emotions. So calm your nerves down. Then go talk to and approach your child and be like, you didn't do what I told you to do. And this is why you're tell them this is why you're get don't don't lead them on edge to wonder why am I getting beaten? Tell them why they're getting beaten. That way they know. Okay, next time I won't do this. Because a lot of the parents, y'all just whoop y'all children and don't even explain why they're getting away. Right. The problem is, I'm going to say specifically for us colored folk, we use this way too often. Because I said so, because I'm mom, because I'm dad. And that's crappy reason. Right. Like, crappy reason. The aggression on, you know, the child. And that's the emotion. That's the emotion. We have to get rid of the emotion in order to operate in reason. And that goes for anything beyond disciplining, by the way. That goes with life. But anyways, we have to get rid of the emotion to operate in in reason. When emotion is in the way, that blocks our reasoning. So now we're Hmm. subconsciously or unconsciously operating, not knowing really what we're doing. Some people black out. Because they allow their emotions to get the best of them. Hmm. Hmm. I'm glad that we got into this because a lot of people, you know, and let me say this and we're going to move on to the next topic. But a lot of kids, even adults to this, to that I know, they still have 
resentment towards their parents for whooping them. They feel like it was abuse and it was for no reason. And blase, blase. So should we, should we, in a way, kind of get away from that way of discipline, disciplining, or should we continue to do it but just do it in a different manner, as to where it's not abuse but it's actually, you know, whooping someone properly or whatever the case is. I think. Should we start finding other ways, whether that's a timeout, rather that's taking away privileges, rather that's, you know, you can't go to the football game because you, you know. I feel as though given, you know, um, taking away privileges just make the child more sneaky. So I feel as though you should discipline them in a way where they won't forget. So I guess. You thinking whooping ain't one of them or spanking? Yeah. How some people would say. Spanking. Definitely a spanking. You know, and, and this is what I'll say too. You know, like, like I said, there, there's levels. Not every, not every action deserves the same discipline. You know, child forgot to take out the trash. You know, and it was the first time they just completely slipped their mind. You know, not necessarily deserves a whipping. Second time still doesn't deserve a whipping, but yeah. Okay, since you want to be, uh, you want to have your mind on other stuff. I'm going to take away certain things you got. So now I bet you're going to remember that. Okay, so you want to forget again. All right, so now we're going to extend that period of time. There's things you can do. There's always hmm. routes you can take. But disciplining is very important because a lot of people, they whenever they ask you how good your child is and they tell a lie about how your child is Charlie's angel. And really, he's the mm-hmm. devil's advocate. That's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Some no, people really. be lying on the kids. They be lying. Ain't nothing wrong with my kids. That's in your eyes because you think your kid is an angel. And he almost right. ran up to school. He almost caught the school on fire. Right. And we see, we getting this appearance, but this is this needs to be talked about because it's been an instance to where a child in an adult party but a child knocked over. I don't know if you guys know what hookah is. However, the hookah kind of fell. The child was running out of control. The hookah kind of fell over and, you know, hurt somebody at the party severely. The coals burned straight through their skin. Like, and my thing is, you know, people were like, you know, my, you know, people, well, male figures, I would say this. They were like, um, maybe we should have told him to stop or, you know, maybe we should have told him to stop running around because this and that and that. Maybe we should have stepped in. But it starts at home. Everything starts at home. I'm sure he does the same thing at home and there's no repercussions. Anytime your child acts up in public, it's because they're not taught to act right at home. So I feel like, you know what I'm saying, parenting is very important and discipline is important. But I just want you guys to know that abuse is still valid. You know what I'm saying? Like, and don't whoop your child without explaining. Simple. Like, I feel like a lot of times they just going out here thinking that I'm just getting whooped. I'm just getting whooped because I, they don't like me. They don't love me. It's simply because you don't t- tell them why they're getting whooped and why this is, is, is important. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that we talk, touched on that. Anything else y'all want to say before we move on? I want to say that it's a fine line between whooping and abuse. Okay. Yes, Absolutely. yes, you can whoop your Absolutely. child, but like you said, whoop them for a reason. Like, don't just be out here just whooping your kid, you know, for 
let them know because you feel me like like you said they're gonna be out here thinking that they just getting whooped because nobody loved them or show your kid that you love them in different ways other than whooping them because because okay, okay. they parent the, the parents could have grew up you know not really knowing how to i mean your the child parent they parent could have grew up whooping them so now they going you know Use that same yeah. teaching on the kid. So I guess it's just a fine line, and you gotta watch out for that. You know, like that, that, I don't know. It, it's definitely a generational thing. I feel like a lot of times we do stuff because we're taught, not necessarily knowing why. Right? Yeah. No, absolutely, one hundred percent. We go through and do things that our parents did to us because we feel like that's what we should do. For instance. Um, I heard a story that um, uh, there was a lady and she would be going up the stairs and when she goes up the stairs, she would grunt every time she stepped up the stairs. Ugh. Ugh. So the boy will watch the lady go up the stairs. So eventually, when he started going up the stairs, he made the same noise the lady did. Ugh. Ugh. The lady asked oh, him, wow. why, do you, why wow. do you make that noise? He's like, well, I've seen you do it. So I thought that's what I was supposed to do when I go up the stairs. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, you got to watch what you do around kids. kids they pick up. They're exactly. very, they're, they're very, very observant. They're going to copy everything. Kids copy every single thing. Absolutely. And anytime you blame your child, anytime you look at your child and say, why are you doing that? Please take a look in the mirror because I guarantee you they got something from you. A lot of people like to point the finger at their child, and I'm like, they learned it from y'all. It's out of one of the two, your mama right. and your daddy. So, anyway, let's move on. Okay, so I'm glad we got that one out the way. Now, it was a Bible scripture in the Bible. I'm sure Trail Trail Forte is aware. I'm sure Elijah, you might be aware of it too. Um, to where you know it was a prostitute in the Bible, and they were going to stone her. Um, if you don't know what stoning is, it means when they they tie you to a post or wherever the case is, and they throw rocks at you until you die. Um, very gruesome oh way of goodness. dying. Um, it went on. It went on for years and, and centuries. It, it went on for a while. Um, so anyway, they were going to stone this lady because she was a prostitute. And if you don't know what a prostitute is, it means you have sex for you know. Re- yeah. So um, they all had lined up, and they were going to stone this lady. And Jesus came and he said, anyone who have not sinned, cast your first stone. Meaning, if any of you are sinless, please cast your first stone. And no one could cast the stone because no one, in fact, was sinless. So my question is, why do you feel that we are quick to look at everyone else's sins and not acknowledge our own, our past judgment so fast? I feel it's- Okay. I think that plays into not being self-aware. Hmm. Understanding that you are not perfect, so why would you expect other people to be perfect? Hmm. I just think it's all a self thing. I feel like it's a cop out. Yeah, it's, 
it's a yeah, way of taking like the attention a, away from a, your a phone. Getaway. Yeah. Right. It's definitely a way to take the attention away from you. Oh well, he's doing it worse than me, but that doesn't that's that 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 doesn't negate the fact that you're in the wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, Trill, how do you feel? Well, of course, definitely, it's the easy way out. I mean, you know, and people people would love to get the attention off of them and what they got going on. But uh, I always think about this. It's funny because um, I'm sure that <laughs> quite a few of the men that were there <laughs> were ones that slept with her. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just think that's funny, you know, as soon as we get the opportunity to slander somebody, you know, you know, just take it. It's it's almost free. But, um, yeah, no, I definitely believe that uh, is it's it's definitely the easy thing to do here in the Christian community. Um, definitely, because we've been especially here um, in, in the U.S. and I'm sure other places, too, we are looked at so differently. Um, so whenever there's a mistake being made or something like that, the attention especially is it, we're put on the pedestal first off. So now you're looked at and you'd be like, I thought you were uh, supposed to strive for perfection and, and all of this. They're over there uh, smoking weed. And drinking, ooh, you know, Pastor was at the club, you, you know, all of that. So, and 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 the thing about that is, well, we're we're held to such standards. There, there is no proper reproach, and there's a difference hmm. between reproach and judging, condemning. That's not what we're called to do. Hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, I am on a spiritual level here, but that's not what you you should be doing. It's not mm. not at all. What 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 heaven or hell do you have to put anybody in? Please tell me, because I'm mm. interested to know of what authority you run under. I'm very interested. You can hit me up on my DM at Trill Forte. But you know, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, though, we get so quick to judge because we feel that our sin is not as great as the next man's sin. You know, emotionally, we feel, remember, feeling is an emotion. It's an emotion. So we feel that us smoking weed isn't as bad as robbing somebody. Of course, in our minds, we think, no, it's definitely not wrong. You def definitely not as worse. You know what I'm saying? But sin is sin, number one. Number two, let's just look at it from this perspective. Yeah, you being harmless. Yeah, you being harmless while you sin. Let's say nobody was home when you went to go rob. That, that person went to go rob. And what they went to go rob was going to feed their family. All they was looking for was cans. All they was looking for was cans of food. They ain't hurt nobody. Hmm. But sin is still sin. Or oh, let's take it to a lesser degree because y'all would probably still, oh, no, that's it's even worse still. Everybody done did something of that nature. And if you didn't, you was vexed in your heart. That's why you didn't do it. But anyway, <laughs> anyway you at Walmart and you see a piece of candy, your little baby. Oh, shit. No, you want that piece of candy. 
do. Right. You know mama ain't finna give you that piece of candy. Put that piece of candy in your pocket. Hmm. You walk out of smooth with the piece of candy. Now I've seen some people do something beyond the piece of candy now. <laughs> you know what I'm nah, people got a whole yeah. gold uh piece of chicken they done put in their purse. I'm just saying. But you know, why why are we in the position that we wanna judge somebody? Why why do we wanna judge somebody instead of make somebody else better? That's the problem. We want to be the better person. And only us be better instead of helping somebody else be better. It's a mentality thing. Mm. We're quick mm. to judge because we want to be better than somebody. That's it. Simple. Very simple. Now, I, I want to get into some things here. So, I know it's probably on the moral compass, though. Do y'all feel like some sins are, are greater than others? Do you feel like, you know, someone that, cre- that committed a murder should is looked at upon worse than a person that um, raped a child? Or do you feel like, do you feel like some things are worse than others, even though in God's eyes, they're not, but do you feel they are? Let's, let's, let's do this. Do you feel like a, a child molester is worse than a murderer? Yeah. True. It's definitely a feeling. It's definitely a feeling. That's, that's, that's max. Like, for you to go and touch a child, bro, that's like the most devilish thing on the planet. Because a child is. Mm. A child. But okay, let's say that, you know, someone killed a granny, uh, somebody that you knew, you know what I'm saying, for no reason. You know what I'm saying? It, to me, I'm not saying that child molest is worse at all. I mean, I'm not not better or whatever. I'm saying they're by neck and neck because, like, you have to put yourself in the shoes of if that was somebody you knew that got killed for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like child molesters at all, but I'm saying that I feel like it's about you even. It's you, you, you know, this is the thing. It's the moral compass, you said. The moral right. compass, it's, the moral. it's set to where... Yes, a sin is greater than another. It, right. It's set that way. I mean, it's a moral we, I'm not going to go into it, but just look at it. There are some sins now that have been socially accepted. Absolutely. But that's, you know, socially accepted versus um, in the in the religious spiritual aspects or some or some religious and spiritual aspects, but morally. There are things that we look at differently than the spiritual, you know, and it depends on where you come from. But like it's it's things that are considered to be an abomination. But if we put it in this perspective, in in the Christian perspective, all sins Mm -hmm. are are an abomination to God because what, what is sin? First off, sin is you being disobedient? You being disobedient to God. Hmm. Sin is you being disobedient to God. Sin is you being a rebel to the commandments that God has set for you, for your well-being, for your prosper. That's what sin is. In in the short term, it's definitely way more complex. We can get there 
uh, another podcast or something. But, you know, in, in a short way, it's you being disobedient. That's it. It's you being disobedient. Now, we perceive things differently. It's all internal representation that we have from us growing up as a small baby until here we are now. Everybody has a different experience. So now when something goes on, we look at a murder on TV, we definitely feel some type of way. Right. But let that child molester come up next. How do you feel which one is worse? How do you feel which one is worse? You know, and that's the thing. Let's look at it in this aspect. I, I, I hate that. I hate to bring this imagery, but let's say one person molested the child and then another person killed the child. Now, which one are you going to weigh differently? Hmm, that's a good it's one. all that's perspective. It's 100 percent perspective. It's how you look at it. Sin is still sin. You still did wrong. But the thing is, here in the Christian community, are you going to push out a sinner because of his sin? Because that's not our duty. I'm sorry. I'm going too deep. But, you know, that, that, that's the thing. It, sin is still sin. You, you, it's all your perspective of why we think a sin is greater because of where we grew up. The things that we developed internally from our social environments and our personal right. opinions from the, the things that we responded to externally. That's things we like and things and we don't like because of our experiences. And that's the thing too. Um, even in jail, and I hate, you know, this is a little off topic, but even in jail, everyone knows in America that in jail, the worst you can be is anything with a child, a child molester, a child you know, pedophile, whatever. Um, but everyone is that's doing that's saying that have indeed, you know, committed some type of sin, whether that's stealing, whether that's killing. So my thing is how can we how can how can we, you know, point the finger, oh you're worse than me? And I'm not even talking about just the child molester. How can you know a murderer say, Oh, you worse than me because you stole from a bank or you stole from a single mother? Are you how? How can we do that? We're all in the same prison, but yet we're different. It's easy. It's easy. When you, you're able to look down on somebody, it feels good. Whenever I'm able to have somebody under me and I'm like, oh, you're a lesser. That's so easy. That's, it makes you feel good. People feel good. It's so easy to, to try and condemn somebody. It's so easy. Takes no effort to look at somebody, point the finger at them, and say, "You're disgusting. You're you're nobody. You're worthless." So easy, so easy to talk down on people. People do it so it's so easy to do it. People do it unconsciously. Oh, I, yeah, I can yep. I can give you a simple example. Why is everybody calling people the B word? It, it's funny because I watched this evolve right. It used to be that the women get offended when people would call the women the B word. Now, hmm. eventually evolved to it's now, it, it, it evolved to now where women are calling women the B word. 
but that's not the part that really trips me out all the all, all the way. The part that really gets me to the maximum is when is when the men call each other that. Mm-hmm. That, that that I mean, what happened? What <laughs> the women now accept the thing that they rejected before the men, and that's what happens. We live in the watered down society. That's why our words mm. have no meaning. Jesus. Hmm. I absolutely mm. feel like. Elijah, you feel like, <laughs> like, if that ain't the truth, I don't know what you the truth is. <laughs> <laughs> it's Women. I'm telling you, this man be spitting facts. Wow. So, how do you, like, how do you feel? You still feel that a child molester is the worst you could be, Elijah, or do you feel, you know what I'm saying? What's your take on it? You didn't get your full take. Now that I got all three sides, I'm, I'm going to stand on my ass. I still think okay. like touching a child is worse than murder, but at the same time, it's still sin, and sin, either way, is going to get you to hell, <laughs> so either way you put it, you're going to hell. If you molest a child, you're going to hell. You kill somebody, you're going to hell. Either way, you be in hell. So it's like... Mm. Well, I wouldn't be so quick okay. to subject somebody to hell. Not to be that. <laughs> I wouldn't be. <laughs> because, because if you look at Scripture, Scripture yeah. says to repent. When repenting right. does not only... Repent is a twofold thing. Number one, it's you asking for forgiveness. But that's the only part everybody knows, right? The second part is the hardest. Repent. And the second part is you turning from your ways. You mm. going back mm. to the same thing you did that you asked forgiveness for. Because it's a man, oh, imagine somebody who came, came up to a king and owed them so much money. They owed them so much money. And you know what the king did? He said, I forgive you. Go and be debt free. And then there was a slave that that man that just got forgiven or who was forgave for his debt that went and, and looked at the slave and said, you owe me. And now condemns the slave. You know what I mean? It, it, you've been forgiven. You ask for forgiveness, but you don't change your ways. <laughs> Absolutely. Hmm. So, That's yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, of course, you know, the biggest thing here in Christianity is acceptance of Jesus Christ. You know, so that's why I said not to be too quick on that. Not to be too quick on that well, because I, repentance is the I, first I, thing. I can't tell anyone they're going to hell. Hell, I don't know. If you nah, it's hell just a figure of speech. You know, you just really never know until you see the Lord. Who's um, acts is like right? Yeah, I think that's why I say a lot of times we operate off of emotion. Your opinion and the way you feel about that is an emotion mm-hmm. towards the subject. That's why I said even with the disciplining of a child, we discipline with emotion, not reason. That's why I said, look at it as the aspect if somebody molesting a child and somebody killing a child. 
You can look at it. Look at it. You ended the child's life. So that's seen the child. Yes, you did scar the child. You did provide trauma for the child. But you know what you you know what can happen from that? A miracle. You don't even know it. A miracle. You don't even know it. That person that had went through the hell that they went through can go and help somebody else that went through the same thing. Hmm. See, I'm sorry. I just look at things differently. I'm not saying that Absolutely. I'm not saying that we should go out and do wrong hoping that good things happen. No, 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 no. No. But out of your trials and tribulations can come something that blossoms into something beautiful. Oof. I can't Oof. I can't argue with that. I thought that one. Can't argue with it. You can't argue with it. All you gotta do is just listen and take it in. That's it. You can't. Like, no, but it's it's, it's just perspective. It's, it's how we look at things. Wise, mature perspective. And, and, and I'm sorry. It's just to deter here for a quick second. That's all I'm trying to provide for the community. Because a lot of the times we're just stuck on our own thinking in the community. When we look at everything and be like, okay, well, this is how I accept it. And that's final. But no, there's other ways to look at it. You can look at a gap and say, there's no way to get across. Or you can look at hmm. the gap and say, I'm going to build a bridge. Oh, oh, it's all perspective. That way. That way. Oh. Oh my God. Yes, sir. Elijah. I... I'm sorry. Like when you was asking me about how I felt about my child. Now, you know, the the, the, the last one I gave you is for me in my house who served the Lord. Yes, that stands true. I ain't gonna necessarily just kick my child out, okay? <laughs> I love her too much. I love I love my child. I love my son too much. Just as, you know, but if you, of course if you finna go be destructive and stuff, yeah, you definitely not staying in the house. But hopefully and prayerfully that there will be something that would change within them that they can internalize something that would give them the understanding that yes, you do live life. You have full control over your life, but something has given you this life. Something far more greater than you can possibly imagine is allowing you and merciful for you to still be here. The thing of the matter, the fact of the matter is if you want to take it into a broad substance with spirituality, spirituality is all about purpose. What are you here for? What are you here for? You have a purpose of being here. That's what spirituality is. Spirituality is finding what you're here for. Speaking of facts. Hmm. He's speaking of facts. He's speaking those facts. Now, I, this is the last scripture of the podcast, and I think it's very important. Um, Let me see. Let me see. I really want to get... Uh, what is one of my... One of mine is always say before I go anywhere, anybody knows I say this anywhere I drive, you know, anytime I leave the house, 
um, no, no weapons formed against me shall prosper. Now, this this scripture means that you know, what I'm saying when you believe in the Lord, nothing that anything anyone do or you know, what I'm saying anyone try to form against you to harm you, harm your spirit, shall prosper. Now, do you guys believe that this scripture is true? Do you say this scripture, or you know, what I'm saying, do you feel that you're in, do you live your 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 life, um. Fear, um, not not fearful, but without fear because of this scripture. Do you feel like this scripture secures you from um, worrying about if someone's going to harm you or whatever the case is? We're going to start with Trill. I talk too much. Go ahead, Elijah. Some, uh, uh, good stuff, bro. I'm going to need you to go. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this Pull a break from hearing me for a second. I just talked a lot. Go ahead, Elijah. <laughs> it gives strength. It gives ability. I think it gives oh. motivation. Oh. But it all depends on the person who, hmm. you know, uses that scripture. Because think about it. You can you can pray, right? But if you don't put the work into, you don't, I mean, if you mm-hmm. don't work for what you pray for, then it's basically like you're wasting time, I feel like. So I... Absolutely. Faith without work is dead. You definitely have to put in the work to get what you want. Um, You know what I'm saying? You can't just say a scripture and right. then that's it. Some people li- literally only have church on Sunday. You're supposed to have church every day. You know, Sunday is not the designated day for you to praise the Lord. The only day you praise the Lord. Um, you know, it's a seven day thing. <laughs> um, and it's no judgment. I'm just saying that please don't think that Sunday is the only day you post. Sunday is the only day you put Lord, your Christian on. Right. Oh no, no, they're really Take people like sword. that. People, people, and this is the thing. People say I go to church. That's it. That's all they do. They just go. What do you do there? What do you do there? What's the purpose? Because the purpose of church is to create a body that's able to serve. That's what ministry is, by the way. I'm sorry. Ministry is not only in the pulpit. It's not only in the pulpit. Look at the Great Commission if you're a Christian. But it's it's not just in the pulpit. Go out, go tell my gospel. Go out, be good stewards, be good servants. What are you doing in your community? That's the problem. A lot of people go to church that don't do nothing. Because they ask you to cook, you say, "Oh no, I ain't cooking." Yeah, that's the only day you don't go to Bible study on Wednesday. You, that's the only Sunday is your designated day. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, um, and and it's the flip side to it. You know, people think because you go, it's it's a lot of religious people that don't go to church. You know, my granny, for example, she disabled. She can't literally can't walk and go to church. But guess what? She's had she has church in her home mm-hmm. every day. Every day she's praying. Every day she's giving praise to the Lord. The Holy Ghost is with her. I feel like so it's also you don't have to go to church to have church. Building, you know, with God. Rather than right, right. people, 
You sure right. right about that. Rather than just church. Hmm. Oof. Wow. This has definitely been an eye opener. I hope you guys really took in took heed to everything we talked about. Um I feel like we we're definitely gonna help a lot of people. Um Elijah, really, like you really got into it, like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I know you're not you're not under the, the, the Christian umbrella, but you really seen from a different perspective on a lot of things. And I appreciate your openness and willingness right. to hear us out. Because a lot of people are closed-minded to new ideas. Um, I know Trill can, Trill can be... You know, uh, you know not, why I, not aggressive, you know why I resonate with Trill so much? <laughs> because my aunt... No, my aunt is a diehard Christian. Yeah. And, like, you will, like, drill Christianity into your brain yes. until you become aggravated. So people preaching Christianity or people talking about Christianity really doesn't bother me. I'm open-minded. I'm a one to listen because it'd be interesting. Hmm. I'm not drill you. Really I'm not gonna drill you, right. but I will give you perspective because I, I've I've seen a lot of people who come to me and ask me about different things as far as what I believe, and I'm gonna tell you this: if I don't know, I'm not gonna answer. I'm not because hmm. that's the problem with a lot of people in Christianity; they answer stuff they don't know anything about. So, in other words, let me put it this way. Whenever they have a conversation about how they feel about a Bible Bible verse, they give their feelings instead of facts. That's the issue. A lot of times, hmm. you're going off of your feelings instead of what's there in Scripture. I feel this Bible verse means this. You know? Or they might not even use the word feel, but you would be able to tell that there is an emotion there that they're using to be able to give their interpretation of scripture, you know, and I'm not saying that they're wrong because sometimes you are able to, you, you, you are able to internalize scripture, especially like you were saying, with no one's weapon formed against me shall prosper. It did not say in scripture mm. that the weapon would not form. It would be there. But it shall not. It should not overtake. Hmm. It shall not win. It won't work. Absolutely. So that's the thing. You know, I, I I definitely want to be at least be able to provide the perspective because it's definitely something that can be understood. The the, the scripture can be understood one hundred percent, but you have to be careful who you're talking the scripture about because I, I, I've seen in too many cases. People that made up scripture, I promise you, I've seen it. I've seen it. It ain't nowhere in the Bible, and they smooth made it up. And I'm like, how did y'all get this when we was right here? We was right mm. here, and you went somewhere else and made up a whole synopsis in the Bible. You done tried to create <laughs> your own testament. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> right. No, people do that. They made up a scripture. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so serious. There, there were some people who I, I was around, they was talking, and they asked me this question. I ignored it because it was an ignorant conversation. They said, do you believe we're gods? I ignored the question. 
I knew exactly where they were going with it. And I'm like, I'm not finna entertain this because what is gonna happen is become it's going to become a debate. I'm not here to mm-hmm. debate. That's not my, that's not my goal. That's not my role. And what does it profit me any or you? All you're gonna do is challenge my belief and then see how much more smarter than you are than me. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. Um, I'm not the council that was in in the um, in the the New Testament. I'm not the Sadducees and all that. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I, I'm not. I'm not one of them. I don't need you to try and test my knowledge and everything. No, because you operate differently. That's why Christ went after them more than anybody else. Because, yes, they set the rules and all that, but they didn't even follow their own rules. The fact that that they were so... Exactly. Exactly. uh, Jesus hated that. You try to teach everybody this, but behind closed doors, you're really this. You operate in this manner, but you teach this manner. Walk in what you talk. You know, if, if, Mm. if, if... if if you telling all of this and all the anyways, I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm gonna get out of that. But no, no, seriously, I I've seen people they they made up a whole scripture about somebody saying in the Bible that they're God. I'm like, what in the world? That's not even in the scripture. He didn't try to make David say that he went on some kind of mountain or a hill and proclaim himself to be God. I'm like Jesus. That's why I'm glad I didn't even listen to this because he he was saying, oh, this conversation might be above his head. You show doggone right. It's way above my head because it's showing in scripture. You know what? You know what's funny? I seen a joke. It was on Instagram. It was like, every day I see why Noah was on that ark with animals. Because <laughs> people just really just be... <laughs> Noah was okay with just being with animals. Like, you know, people just make up what they want, and you know, at times yeah, you really, you really have to get a break like, from humanity be, and just be closer to God. You just really want to isolate and just. But just make sure. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm so sorry, Elijah. Be careful where you're isolating. Please mm-hmm. be careful where you're isolating, because yes, at times we do need to isolate right. to have our own time, but. Where are you isolating? Are you isolating in the club <laughs> with the rest of the no, wicked spirits? No club, no club. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm being, I'm being so serious because there'll be some spirits in that club that'll rub off on you. <laughs> You'll take that spirit right home with you. Oh, no. No All right? You got to have you some sage. I, sage my behind. You need to have some Jesus in you. Right. Oh, have that holy or that uh anointed oil. I, I I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Just just beware of what you do in your alone time. What you do, where you put yourself, because you can put yourself in a stronghold and not even know it. Mm-hmm. That's another podcast too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. No, we definitely gonna get into some guys. This podcast has been it's been very educational. I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast, listeners. Uh we're gonna try to bring you new podcasts once every week or twice, even twice a week. Um we have a podcast coming up with Elijah, his yes. new co-host. 
that I'm going to be featured hey, on, guys. I please go support his podcast. Um, very informational. I am a, I say it myself, you know, the kid is there. I'm always in the cut. So I'm definitely going to be on his podcast yes. as his co host. It's two co hosts now. Um, and we definitely going to bring y'all the heat. Um, God say the same. We're going to do our podcast soon. I want to thank Trill Forte, Trill Forte, for being on this podcast, taking the time out your day to preach the, the you know, the Lord's word and give the people some enlightenment and some encouragement. I think it's well needed in this time of day. And, you know, we all are going through something. And I just want to thank both of you guys for being on this podcast. Um, We're definitely going to collab on some more soon, guys. Stay tuned. Anything you want to tell the people before we depart? Follow your dreams. I, I want to tell the people to follow your dreams. Believe in something, you know, more powerful than you. Okay. Because I believe there is a God, and I feel as though everybody should try to seek who that God Absolutely. is. Find mm. your purpose, like Trill mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. And just live your life. It's 2021. Like, you can do anything. Just live your life how you want to, on your terms. And yeah, don't take You can literally do anything. Literally anything. The sky is not even the limit. You know what I'm saying? Anything you put your mind to, just have God in your back and you have God with you and everything will be okay. True. Well, piggyback off of that, one of my quotes is the only excuse me, the only limitation you have is the limitation you put on yourself. So if you if you have no purpose, that's your limit right there. Ooh. If you have no oh, purpose, you need to find one. You need to find one because if you're sitting in the house, you sleep all day and you're not working. If you're in the house, you sleep all day and you're not grinding. If you're in the house, you sleep all day, you're not hustling. If you're not creating a legacy, if you're not building an empire, if you're not helping people, <laughs> what are you doing here? You're a waste of time and space. Yes, both. Oh, waste of time and space. Get into the bag. Hmm. Out of the 500 million, I wanted to correct <laughs> myself of one of the other podcasts that I said, if I if I said it, the 500 million options that could have went to the egg, it was you. You're here for a purpose. Absolutely. You are here. You are breathing. You are living. Don't let it go to waste. Don't let you don't let it go die in vain, guys. I want you guys to just make everything you do, you know what I'm saying? Take pride in everything. Even waking up is a a lot of people don't even thank the Lord when they wake up. Do you guys know waking up is a blessing? Everyone does not wake up. Every day you wake up, you still have a purpose. You still have a drive. God still has a plan for you. So I want you guys to just thank the Lord every chance you get. Um, I know every time I wake up, I say, thank you, Lord. And before you go to sleep, you're supposed to pray. Because you, you're supposed to pray before you go to sleep and when you wake up. Um, I don't know if you guys do it, but it's something that you should do. Um, I remember my grandma taught me that prayer long ago, um, you know, before I go to sleep. Um, but I want to thank you guys once again for being on this podcast. 
Uh, would you guys like to um drop your um information before we leave? So your, tomorrow, um, social media like accounts. Johnny or... said, it will be a podcast tomorrow. Make sure you yes. guys tune in tomorrow to the Black Boy Talks podcast okay. with Elijah Smith, Jasmine, and Johnny. Make sure you yeah. tune in and make sure you listen to. Dude, that's a nice yes. ring. That's make a, sure you listen to nice the True Forte to podcast that they did. That's a, that's definitely. <laughs> Something to listen to because it yeah. they y'all drop bangers. Oh, yeah, y'all drop a banger, bro. Banger, you know. I, I feel like me and Trill definitely like a dynamic duo when it comes to spirituality. <laughs> um, we had so much good feedback, and people just hit me up, and I'm, I'm just so blessed to be able to um give such a gift of, of knowledge. So, and I'm sure. The feeling is mutual with Trill. Trill, um, yes, he's one of my very my inspirations, my uh, mentor. Trill, would you like to drop your um information? Um, yeah, um, IG, Twitter, and, uh, Facebook. You can find me at Trill Forte. T R E A L F O R T E. That's how you can find me every day of the week. Um. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, Just like I said before, if you're interested in leading Legacy, this wonderful organization, um, and you're down to execute, we're big on execution. Hmm. We're huge on execution. If you don't execute in your life, that you're you're not doing what you're supposed to do, and you can be somewhere great if you just execute. And that's what we're doing here. We're executing. So if you want to do something great and you're ready to, and you're in the position, you execute, keep me up. You just want to talk. Just, I don't know. Sometimes I'm, 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 you catch me at the right time. I mean, I still respond anyways. You just want to talk. Whatever. I don't know. There's just people who hit me up randomly. I don't even know. And they just go out and vent. I don't even know. I don't even know him. I just listen. I just listen. He's a great listener. He gives great advice. And he's going to be honest with you, so just prepare yourself. You oh, yeah. He's always gonna be- I'm going to tell you this, too. You come to me with a problem, be ready to solve it, please. But mm. The only thing, the, the thing that irks me the worst is people who all they want to do is talk about their problem. No. If you're going to come to me and have me spend my life with you my life needs to be worth something more than just you talking to me about problems no allot me to help you solve this problem what can we do let me ask you some questions that get you thinking I'm a coach by the way I'm a life coach so I'm looking forward to helping people leading legacy this is what this is all about how can I help build legacy a legacy of wealth, a legacy of knowledge, a legacy of wisdom, understanding. Absolutely. What 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 can we help the world with? Because there, there's so many things we can help the world with, but we got to be ready to execute because this is no small mission. It's no small mission. Everybody's part is crucial here. Elijah's part is crucial here. Johnny's part is crucial here. Wow. 
Yeah, this man, this man is on to something, man. I'm telling y'all, y'all want to be a part of a family? Please, please join. Um, we, we, you know, we, like I said before, we're a family, and we definitely are very close oriented. And before we depart, I think this is very. I'll be remiss not to um, mention um, Kilo. He's supposed to be on a podcast, um, but unfortunately, you know, he's going through things with medically. I want you guys to please pray for Kilo. Um, for sure, I feel like prayer definitely works. Um, I'm sure he's going to be okay in my spirit, but for sure, I want to thank him for even attempting to be on this podcast. Uh, we definitely love him in spirit. And yes. Um, but yeah, I want to thank every, I want to thank both of y'all again for being on this podcast. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed y'all's <laughs> I, I feel like did. we all learned a little something, something. Um, Trill, again, again uh, Minister Mark is in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Minister Mark is here. He is in the building. Um, Once again, thank you guys for tuning in to Black Kid Thoughts, the only podcast designed with you in mind. 